Hello, Forever Family. My name's Shannon. I am the recovery pastor. You know, I was going through some of the old writings that I've compiled from years ago and, and writings through the years. And I found one that really seems to fit me today, even though I think I wrote it like eight years ago. It's called Flip Flops and Sharp Rocks. So I'm just going to dive into the, to the writings and see how it speaks to you in your current situation. Again, this is called Flip Flops and Sharp Rocks. So I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of walking in flip flops and then all of a sudden a sharp rock pierces right through the bottom of those flip flops. It's like the needle like point of that rock always finds my perfect pressure point on the bottom of my foot. Then I have like a, uh, a knee jerk reaction. I, I jerk my foot up, but it's too late. The peacefulness of walking has already been violated by an intruder. So, you know, you might find your flip-flop has been damaged, but life will never be the same now. Think about it. How would we ever trust rocks again? Well, let's look at it from the rock's point of view. If I could speak as a rock or give it uh, an interpretation or a, a voice, if you will, honestly, I would probably give it the voice of Donkey from Shrek. And it might sound a little bit something like this, even though I can't do that voice. Picture it in your head. The rock sitting there saying, there I was, minding my own business, warming myself in the beautiful fall sunshine, the perfect fall breeze just blowing across my little rock community. When all of a sudden this thing attacked me, it tried to squeeze the living breath out of me. I panicked. I was frozen in fear. I couldn't move. I felt violated. How will I ever trust the world again? Go ahead and insert the LOL right there. Okay, okay. I haven't lost it yet. But I do realize that every story has two sides. Sometimes we need to hear the other side of the story so we can engage our own actions and reactions to the situation. This helps us to understand the motives behind the events that impacted our lives. Every action has the potential to be a positive or negative, a good or a bad, lighthearted or devastating. It's all about perspective. Perspective has two different sides also. Now first, there's the worldly perspective on one side. The worldly view is usually not filled with peace or patience. On the other hand, we have a biblical perspective. Even in the worst situation, a biblical perspective will contain peace of some level. But each side still plays a role in how we act or react to each and every situation. So I always tell the people in my recovery groups, there is a difference between acting and reacting. When I react, that is driven by my emotions. But when I act, I think about it, I process, and then it is driven by what I think is the next best thing to do. So react is a knee-jerk reaction. Act is to process and then move forward. So let's look at the worldly view first. This view tends to 
take a more selfish or self-centered approach to viewing situation? I mean, come on, we've all been there. We've seen people that have acted this way. The, the mindset is, it's all about me. How am I feeling? How was I impacted? Is this going to be a long-term or short-term recovery? How do I need to move forward after this traumatic event has occurred? But now let's look at it from a biblical view. This view tends to move more of an outward view towards the situation that others are involved in with us. It's still about me, but I'm concerned about the other person because right after a traumatic event occurs, I can assess if I need help, as in life and death injuries. Once I assess myself, then if I don't have the a, a life or death injury, I'll turn and start assessing everyone else. I won't dwell on me. It's no longer about me. I don't have a wound that's going to take me out of this world. So it's about assessing others to see if they have a life or death injury. It becomes more important to help others. It becomes more about me trusting God and his will for my life. while I become his hands and feet to reach out to others. You know, the whole flip-flop and sharp rock incident could occur on a regular basis without life or death injuries. I get that. But this situation only brings a bit of a shock when it first occurs. I mean, we've all been there. We've stepped on something sharp and pulled our foot up real quick and it could have been a rock, could have been a nail going through a boot. We've all been there. But after an assessment, life goes on. Again, it's all about perspective in which that dictates how we act or react. So many times we have incidents occur that, gosh, I don't know if you're like me, they have some level of a threat that could be a life or death injury. Now, we can treat it as if someone has put a gun against our body and pulled the trigger and overreact to a small situation. But what happens when we overreact? We actually become victims of our own chaos. We become filled with hurt. We become filled with vengeful thoughts. We become focused on returning the hurt or using that hurt to target others. In every situation, we have to ask ourselves these questions. Is this a situation where I feel I have a life or death situation about to occur? Is the hurt I'm feeling only affecting me or is it affecting others? What role did I play in the situation? Let's be honest. Sometimes we need to ask, was I the flip-flop or was I the rock? Both have perspectives, both have views. Then we need to ask, is this a long-term hurt or short-term hurt? So that we can automatically assess our recovery needs in order to communicate that with someone else. And then, did I take into consideration the other side of the story at all? Let's be honest, in this life, there are so many people that are absolutely 100% innocent bystanders that get caught up on the chaos and drama and hurt of someone else. And they, they don't deserve to be part of that. 
but hurt fuels our actions so many times. So we have to ask, how will my actions or reactions impact my walk as I fulfill my kingdom purpose? Ouch. You know, I pray that in I pray that in every situation God gives us peace and patience so we can control our actions and reactions. I pray that in every situation God gives us discernment to guide us to a level of understanding about motives behind actions. I don't think that always makes it easier, but to some level it relieves that threat level that we might have been feeling. And I pray that God protects our our ears and our eyes and our minds and our bodies and our hearts against the selfish motives of the enemy. Because let's be honest, we are our own worst enemy. And the enemy, the spiritual enemy, will use that against us. Because you don't know my deepest, darkest fears, and I don't know yours. But the enemy will speak lies to us in order to trigger those. And then we're looking at each other all crazy and squirrely and sideways when we don't even know that the other person is having an issue with us. And lastly, I pray that God calms every storm, large or small, including the times that involve flip-flops and sharp rocks. So I just ask, are you in a situation or a season or a current status where sometimes you feel like the flip-flop and sometimes you feel like the sharp rock? Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, in this world, it is so easy to get caught up in the busyness and the hustle and the bustle, especially when it becomes time for a holiday season or family get-togethers or grief overtakes us because we've lost family members. God, I just pray for your angel wings to bring us comfort, to bring us discernment, to bring us peace, mercy, grace, and forgiveness because we are so unworthy. But Christ went to the cross so that our our transgressions could be washed clean to make us pure, white as snow, so that we could come into your presence and just bear our heart. Even when we're overreacting, you know that. But you still give us the option to come to you, confess our heart, cleanse our heart, and relieve our minds, and release our souls from the grip of the enemy. God, we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son, Christ Jesus. Amen. So remember, if you're hearing this or watching this on YouTube, make sure you search for The Recovery Pastor. Like, share, subscribe. If you follow us on Facebook at The Recovery Pastor, please like, follow, share, invite friends. And if you're listening to this on the podcast site, we greatly appreciate you. Always remember to speak life, be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Because if you don't like what's going on around you, change starts with you. Look in the mirror. But until next time, much agape, everybody.